0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to PDX Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Bruden. Excited to have my next guest on, Gaia Galati, who's the co-founder of Hilos, um, a company that I learned about recently when they won Pitchfest Northwest. And I said, I just need to learn more. It's such an innovative company here uh, in our backyard in Portland. So uh, welcome, Gaia.
1: Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, you bet. And so when I read about the company, I, I watched the the video, the pitch from PitchFest Northwest, um, you know, offense to the other companies that participated, but you just kind of were head and shoulders above some of them, what you're doing. So let's kind of start. I'd love to learn more about you, your background, and really, you know, what Hylos is and kind of how it got started, if, if that sounds good.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. First of all, uh, we couldn't have done, we couldn't have made that video, um, as well as it, as it was made, um, without our amazing cinematographer and director photographer, stylist extraordinaire, Cole Becker and Hannah Shea, um, highly recommend them. They're local, very, very talented couple. Um, so, yeah, my background is in fashion design, actually, um, and I studied women's wear um, and a little bit of children's wear, too. My background is in fashion design, um, and I studied women's wear and a little bit of children's wear um, in school. I went to Academy of Art University in San Francisco, mm. and um, and yeah, I, I always wanted to make clothes design Um, clothes, I felt like there was creativity in my bones since I was a kid. Um, Never did I think I would start designing shoes. Honestly, it wasn't something that I ever thought about. But um, I think as somebody like in a creative field, when something is posed to you that feels like it's in your world, like shoes, you kind of just go for it, Um, which is kind of what happened with Hilo's Um, Elias approached me really out of the blue, Elias my Mm -hmm. co-founder I was working at my last job which was designing children's wear for Target and um, called me out of the blue and told me about his idea to start uh, custom 3D printed shoes Um, and (laughs) I was like, "Uh, who are you? (laughs) 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 Um, we, we have a mutual friend in common. So she passed, she passed him my phone number, um, after she heard his idea and thought that we should speak. Um, and it just so happened that I was planning to quit my job, go travel, like do a whole kind of like life reorientation. Hmm. Um, and the timing was just right. And so, um, so I, I took on the challenge. I was like, I can design, uh, clothes. So why couldn't I design shoes? Um, and little did I know it's a very different, much, much different, uh, game with footwear, but I'm really happy that I didn't know, um, how different it was so that I was able to like confidently take on that challenge.
0: And not only you're designing footwear, the way that they were made, let's talk about that because this is really where it's um obviously the the designs are, are are stunning and and I've looked at your pre-selling some things they're 3D printed but made out of what it's a called uh, the term is additive what, what yeah, but additive, additive footwear. additive footwear.
1: Okay. um it's it's a term that Elias has um has coined for us really because um additive speaks to the 3D printing element um it's additive manufacturing um versus subtract versus regular manufacturing, mm. which is subtractive. Um, when you manufacture uh, a shoe, well, I'll, I'll get more specific. When you manufacture a shoe, um, you start with um, the material base um, and you're subtracting away the pieces that you don't need mm. um, in order to make the shapes that you want to make. Mm. And it's a lot of waste. And so with 3D printing, it's additive manufacturing. Um, and you're building exactly what you need and exactly when you need it. You're not making, um, you're not overproducing um, and you're not using excess materials. So it's additive footwear um, using zero waste.
0: And so how, I mean, you, you met Elias, this mutual friend. I, were you living um, not here at the time? Because I think Target is in uh, Minneapolis, right? so right
1: I, well so, so i actually i didn't work directly for target um i worked for a company that um that designed for target okay um and so that was in orange county okay. california
0: was it, he was up here that was elias in portland then or
1: no um he was in dc and mm-hmm. we both decided that portland would be the place to start Hylos.
0: Well, this is where I want to dig in, because this is what I love about this city and the startup ecosystem here. Uh, you had no ties to Portland, it sounds like. So what was the, the drawing factor? Like, what was your research showing about moving here to do this? Um, or was it more just you visited here and we thought it'd be a great place to, to live? And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear that story.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember it really well because it was the first time I think in my life where I really had, I, like, I really felt like I could pick a place. It was like, we, we like opened up a map and we're like, where should we go? And I don't think a lot of people have this opportunity in their lives. Um, and so it was really exciting and it was between, um, San Francisco, LA, Seattle and Portland. Um, and my home base is, technically in LA, Orange County, but I really felt um, still tied to San Francisco because I went to school there. Mm. So I was pushing for San Francisco. Um, But when Elias kind of laid out the facts um, about Portland, uh, I was totally sold. um, And I'm really happy we, we went with Portland. It's first of all, the footwear resources here are so incredible. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nike has been here from the start. Adidas has been here for a long enough time now where there's people who worked there um, 20, 30 years ago and have like, a- and worked there for 20 to 30 years. right? And so they have this like extensive knowledge about footwear that we just, me and Lyse, don't have a background in footwear. Mm-hmm. So that's, we really wanted to like be strategic and choose a place where like, it could um it could fill in those gaps for us Hmm. and it sure as hell did
0: (laughs) well talk about more about that and i I, you know we all know that here about portland but i guess it it really comes together when you're talking about this is just the knowledge here of that industry so when you moved here did you try to you know make inroads to those people those companies or just you know for coffees or how was that process of of you know, coming here and not knowing anybody?
1: Yeah. Um, it was a really great learning process for me. Um, as like a designer, more of a creative person, I'm, I don't know if shy is the right word, but I'm definitely more reserved and like less willing to ask for help. Um, and Elias was really the one that pushed us to meet people. He's really great with, um, networking and like utilizing the people he meets, um, keeping those relationships. We still, I mean, the people that we met, like on our first day, um, are still people who we keep in touch with and pull on. I love so, that. um, so Elias did a really good job of just like doing research, figuring out who's here, who's going to be helpful to us, um, asking them for an hour to sit down, tell him about our idea. And I remember like sitting in these meetings and being like, we're crazy. <laughs> like, we're the crazy people that just came to Portland and decided that they're going to make 3D printed shoes. Um, because, I mean, a lot of people would tell us, oh, we've tried that or somebody's tried that it before. It's not going to work or it's not going to work in the way that you want it to work. Um, we got so many rejections, mm. like crazy K- amount of rejections. When
0: you, when you say rejections, like pitching for funds or just for collabor- partnerships or both? Okay.
1: Both. Yeah. I mean, we, we certainly got our more, more rejections from pitching um, for fun, fundraising, I will say, but um, just a lot of people that were in the, in the industry and like in the know, and we kind of told them about our idea, which like, you know, to their um, like uh, what's the word? <laughs> I forgot that phrase, but um, like we probably did sound like we had no idea what we, talk, what we were talking about. Like we, it was an idea, you know, the first couple of months here, it was really an idea that we were doing research for. Um, but I, once we had our first prototype, which, um, happened in February of
0: 2020,
1: okay. that's when things started to feel more real and that's when we started to truly validate and um i have to give it to elias for keeping the vision going because i personally like it's hard for me to take that amount of rejection Mm. um and so many no's to me like signify something Mm. um and elias really like steered us through all of that and kept us going and um and he like i couldn't have asked for a better co-founder honestly like he he's the reason that like we got this far so quickly
0: mm. and it sounds like you complement each other so well and so since you had that prototype in february what's kind of the arc of you know developing the company because now you know looking at your website i wanted to get into just the positioning of the company and the brand because it's it, you know, it looks, it looks beautiful. The things you're making, it looks higher end to start with and, you know, you're pre-selling things. So is that, you know, very, I'm assuming very intentional and maybe were you kind of steered it or what that debate of, of where to position it in the market. Uh, I'm, I'm curious about what you can share about it.
1: Yeah, it's um, well, thank you. First of all, um, it, it took a lot of, testing. Um, and and not just testing, but like, truly being in the market testing, um, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it, it didn't, we didn't know exactly how to start talking about it from the start, it was actually a really big challenge, because nobody else was doing it. And so it's not like we could, uh, you know, copy or kind of take Uh, other people's ways of marketing and, you know, make them better in our own way. um, We have to really like figure it out for ourselves Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, how much do you talk about the 3d printing or the sustainability? What is going to be the selling point? Because there's the, the way that we're making it appeals to a vast, vast like variety of people. Um, and it's not just our customers, you know, because our customers are women who want to wear heels mm-hmm. um, and they might not necessarily care that they're 3D printed. So there was just a lot of like testing involved and everything that we put out there, you know, we, we put out there knowing that we might need to change it or we, you know, we're, we're just trying to feel it out. And right. so um, and we started that pretty early on like we built a website, um, the first couple of months, like even while we were just researching. So, mm. um, so we had, we had some time to figure it out.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's important part. And I think that's a lot of, you know, maybe, uh, more product focused founders don't think about. And so that's why the compliment between you and your co-founder, it sounds like it really works with, uh, both those parts. So, I mean, you got the prototype once you, got that you know by the time you made it we're in the middle of a global pandemic
1: <laughs> what was kind
0: of the process did you start trying to pitch more to investors really yeah what was the timeline like i'm kind of curious this year and you know some lessons learned from from all this
1: yeah so you know we were actually on a pretty like high high when covid hit um mm-hmm. we had just finished a trip to San Francisco where we were raising money um, to continue going. And, um, we actually locked in, we didn't lock in, um, but we got pretty close to locking in about a hundred thousand dollars from angel investors. Um, and then COVID COVID was hitting, like while we were in San Francisco, it was the first week of March Mm. it was hitting. Um, And our potential investors pulled back um, because there was a lot of unknowns and I don't blame them. Um, So the summer was, was a hard one for us. Um, We really had to utilize every resource that we could. Um, And there was definitely a lot of lessons learned. I think that coming out with a high heel during COVID, during cozy at home days (laughs) um is challenging Mm. um and i think that had we known how long it would last we might have pivoted to something a little bit cozier Mm. um but there was we like we thought it was gonna end in june um we were planning a uh traveling pop-up shop Mm. like a like an in-person retail shop to showcase the shoes and do our pre-sale um June.
0: Hmm.
1: And that was like in April. So, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think that we were well equipped. Um, and I think that we, um, like to be completely honest, we were very, um, we wanted to see it through and it was hard for us to let go of the idea of not seeing it through because, um, we had just finished our first prototype. We wanted to like, obviously make it better, continue on that journey and like bring it to where, uh, it deserved to be, which is where it is now. And we're very happy with it. Yeah. Um, so absolutely no regrets there. Um, so w-
0: was there a time and sorry to, to no, interrupt, but, um, I'm curious, did you ever during this time, like June comes, we all thought, you know, June would be like, yeah, we're gonna get back to normal and things. Did you, you had that funding fell through, I mean, the perseverance of you and your co-founder to keep going is is really, uh, you know, admirable. I mean, was there a time where it was kind of like, maybe this isn't going to work, or is it were you continuing to push through and get good feedback? Or because um, I think it's really important for the, the other folks that are going started a company during this time or the timing you did to kind of hear about that and, and kind of share that.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And, um, and I don't know how many people would, would be totally honest about this. And I'm, Mm -hmm. that's probably to my um, detriment that I'm overly honest, but there was, there was points, um, that it was hard for me to continue, um, on the path that we were on. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't think I could say the same for Elias. Um, and which, you know, it's, which is the reason that we're here today. And I think I believe in what we're doing Mm -hmm. more than I ever have today. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think like part of it is to do with the, the many wins that we've been seeing in these past couple of um, weeks, which one of, one one of which was tech fest um, and the support that we've been getting from, um, from like our customers, our audiences, I'm just in the middle of getting some like input and things like that from our Instagram followers and we're on phone calls and, and all of that. And it's, it's amazing to hear, you know, the outside perspective of what we're doing and it, it just makes me keep going.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about that because, you know, you did the tech fast I mean, it is virtual this year. It's totally different. You got (laughs) to kind of create your own, like you created this, uh, you know, amazing video with uh, with the the folks you mentioned when we started recording. Um, So since then, like you mentioned, you this kind of getting those momentum, and locally, you know, we're a small community as far as businesses. You chose Portland uh, because of that in one aspect. It sounds like. Um, So have you been getting just from other Local companies here, people reaching out, just wanting to to support you and get to know more. And I'm curious about that and how how that's been. And it sounds like it's propelling you and keeping you going. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, we have in in small ways for sure. We've been getting um, we've been getting a lot of local support. We've also um, I don't I definitely can't say the name of the brand, but um, we got. A non-local supporter um, emailing us and Mm. wanting to do um, a partnership, a collaboration. Hmm. Um, Just similar to the one that we have with Helm that we showcased um, in our video where we do like a branded collaboration um, with with one or two pairs of shoes uh, with the other brand. So uh, that's huge for us. Hmm. Um, That's definitely like the direction that we're starting to go in. So that... That was incredible, and you know, of course, like validation um, from our local industry, from uh, the venture industry. It, it was really like a full circle moment because, yeah. like I told you, there was a lot of rejection happening last year. So,
0: mm-hmm. well, <laughs> it's, yeah, it, I don't know what you can share about where you're, you know, where you're at with the funding process or journey. Are you looking to raise more money, or um, and then how's you know, that process been here in Portland. Cause you know, we're also not to, you know, how hard that we're like this podunk town. We're not, but it's like compared to like a San Francisco, obviously that's changing a lot because of the pandemic uh, when people moving, but yeah, where, where are you at on the, the, the funding journey? If, if at all, if you're looking to raise still.
1: Yeah, no, we are. We are. Um, we're doing a seed raise currently. Um, and we are also um, doing a crowdfund Mm. or not currently but we're we're ramping up to doing a crowdfund likely in february
0: cool okay i'll keep an eye out that for that too
1: definitely Um,
0: so what you know i have a couple more questions uh to to ask but what's kind of the the next steps what's the vision of 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 the company maybe the next 12 to 24 months is i know you're again you're selling direct on your your site for kind of pre-orders um are you going to keep with that model or you have some kind of branded partnerships you're exploring and doing? So, yeah, I'm curious.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, first of all, um, we're going to be launching our official, um, website where you'll actually get to order shoes, not just on pre-order. Um, but you'll get to order custom shoes and they ship to you within a week. Mm. Um, so they're not made until you actually hit order. Um, that's our, that's our model. Um, mm-hmm. so we're excited about that and that we're aiming for spring. Um, and then we're also, we have our collaboration with helm. Um, and, uh, our goal is to get at least two more collaborations for the year.
0: Awesome. Well, congratulations. Yeah. I'm really excited Thank to you. follow along. And, you know, I know we talked about a Portland a lot already, but I always like to kind of finish with, with this, um, you know, you chose, Portland out of these other major cities and it sounds like you have no regrets and it sounds like you're going to be here uh to kind of build the company um just love for you to you know the future of you being in Portland the company and what what you see kind of contribute into just the local kind of workforce and being a part of the startup you know community here
1: yeah I mean First of all, I can talk about Portland all day. If you want to do a whole episode <laughs> about Portland. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with that. Uh, but yeah, I we Elias and I both see Hylo's sticking around in Portland bringing footwear manufacturing back to Portland. Um, I don't know if many people know, but it's almost 100% overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we really see us staying here in Portland, 3d printing shoes from Portland assembling from Portland. Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, amazing. And um, folks can find you as Hilos, Co. Is that correct? Correct. All right. Well, guys, thanks so much. You know, congratulations on everything so far. I'm super excited to follow along um, and see you grow. So I appreciate you being on the show.
1: Thanks for having
0: me. I appreciate it. The PDX Executive Podcast is a production of That Cast, a Portland, Oregon podcast agency that partners with brands to create custom podcasts. You can learn more at thatcast.com. And please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast as well.